Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. We are back with part two of our interview with Scott Weinger. We are so grateful he made the time to chat with us about our favorite memories of being teenagers on the set of Full House. Let's not wait any longer. Here is part two of Scott. You're so smart, Scott. Oh, I, I brag about you and AB all the time. AB, you guys are both so smart. I don't know why this where this got out that I'm so smart. I don't know where that came from. Maybe I because you it. read novels in you're French. Like, yeah, you're, you're like a French minor and you speak multiple languages and you were like doing calculus when you were on the show. You had like a special tutor come in because all the teachers were like, we're not smart enough for you. Like, you know, I mean, come on. But like, I, by the way, I don't remember any of that. I don't remember any of that math. How my son is like in algebra and I think sometimes he'll be like, Doug, can you help me out with this? And I look at it you're like, like no. reading Chinese. I have no idea. I can't. Oh my God. Yeah. You, yeah. I remember you were in like calculus yeah, and you, oh I was God. so impressed, well, but do you, it was always funny. Cause you two were so smart and played the biggest idiots. <laughs> it's, you know, we did play dopes. It's, yeah. We played dopes. Really- do you remember helping me study for the SATs and like recommending your tutor? Oh, Cause I was terrified and you did so well on the SATs. I don't remember your SAT. score, but it was near perfect. You know what? It, I did pretty well. And, and, that and, but it was hard. Like that was another thing where I would get nervous, like in a test taking mm-hmm. situation, you know, you feel like yeah. if I screw this up, then, you know, like all my hopes and dreams will be dashed or whatever. It's so, it's so silly. I mean, but, um, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. I it's a, it's an important test. Of synonyms. <laughs> like I remember I, um, I would just like, someone would say a word and I would, I would, I would just like say 10 synonyms for it immediately just because my brain got like trained for that, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny. I definitely feel Flashcards. like even now we're old people. I mean, you wouldn't know it from looking at YouTube, but you know, look at the center square here. Oh, that is it's only I'm the only. Oh, 
No, you're stop. <laughs> no, please. Stop. I, look pretty, I look pretty good. You're part of the full house family. You don't age. Years old, I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> oh, come on, it's true. And um, but I, I definitely have this mentality, like student mentality. Like I'm always trying to learn stuff all the time. Yeah. So like right now I'm mm-hmm. studying Italian, which is really fun because we went to Italy. My family we went on a trip to Italy, and it was a. I was gonna say you probably went there, and you're like, now I need to know all of Italian. Yes, exactly. And, and it, now it Scott's like, like, I need to. Yeah. Right. Next time I go, I'm gonna be able to like do this and talk Italian to people. So, but <laughs> I always feel like I this. Love it. Like, I remember you were learning, trying to learn Japanese before we went. I know. I did. I learned a little. Bit. I do. I remember you walking around set with oh. your like Duolingo and like try and like. I learned some. Learn it was Japanese. very helpful. Yeah. It was. It, it it came in handy. It did. Yeah. It did. Can we talk about that in Japan, Jody? Were you with us when Scott led us on a on a wild chase to find a certain sushi restaurant at the I fish did not, market? I did not go because it was early in the morning, and was Scott so was like, "I'm going for sushi at 7 a.m." And I was like, yes. "I am not." I had sushi for breakfast <laughs> a couple of times. I and went back had, to that yeah. place, but yeah, I had but heard about this place. place. Yeah, you went there like twice, and it burned down. Remember? Oh, we no, that was another it, place. We but yeah, that was crazy that it burned down. We went by this one. You had like been there. You're like, I was there yesterday. Yeah, that and, was crazy. Wow, Scott, Aww. you were there yesterday. Something burns down. You write an episode. The show gets canceled. I'm just saying Maybe it's I'm, not. I'm, I'm the jinx. The harbinger of bad things. But I just, <laughs> I remember you leading us on several like subways or trains and like taxis. And like, you're like, I swear I'm going to find it. it. But we and couldn't we totally read street signs. It. it was like this hole in the wall with just like 10 seats at the bar. And we found uh-huh. it. And and with a, a lot of like um, uh, challenges along the way. Remember, I lost my phone. Remember, I stopped at my shoes <laughs> and walked away and my phone was still there. But it's Japan. Yes. Like, Maybe anywhere else in the world, the phone would have been gone in about two seconds. It was. We came back right. and there were like people standing around looking at. The standing phone. and looking. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, what do we do? The, they're so amazing and polite. That experience was so incredible, you know. And it's not nice. Yeah. To I, we had the best time. Whatever, but yeah. Yeah, that was the best. Remember, that was so. Remember the day oh, that we so went good. and I, 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 we had that guy, the guide, and like the bus, and we went to those. We went to like the old part of um, Japan, yes. and we went to the gardens, and we went. Oh my gosh! Where else did we go? We went all like it was amazing. We went to that place that had the the octopus balls with the weird stuff on top that was like moving. Remember, we ended up at like this cool neighborhood with like a beer hall and well, that's right. If that was oh, the like oh, an yeah. old the old part of Tokyo yeah. um, that that is still out there, a little bit of a that was a trek out there. It was but like yeah, a it neighborhood was... we never would have found on our own without this guide. Right. I mean? Well, it was. It was much of the what Tokyo originally looked like, but yeah. a lot of that didn't uh, survive. You know those uh, f- those forties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it. But you. But it still is out there, and I do remember it was August, and they don't love air conditioning, and the old buildings so did hot. not have any, and we were all like. I have pictures of us die. looking so sweaty, Just sweating, so sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> but it was so awesome. sweaty. I loved it so much that I went back again. I brought my wife and my yeah. son. We went back and had another, we had another amazing time. We had these friends who came and met us there. It was just, it's just that I can't wait to go back again. It was amazing. That was my last big, like really big, awesome trip before the pandemic. And it like really scratched an itch that would have gotten out of control during the pandemic had I not done that trip, you know? And then we didn't really get to go anywhere special, you know, like on a big trip until last Christmas we went to, we did the Italy trip. I took, and you guys know I'm obsessed with Paris. So we went to Paris first. Because my right. son had never been to Paris, and we had a great Aww. few days, but then Italy blew his mind. He preferred Italy, and uh, oh, really? 
What made you fall in love with Paris? I mean, other than the fact that you, you know, speak the language, so. I don't know. It was nicer, like, nicer to you there. I didn't want to go. I had no interest. I was not curious about Paris or France. I would, you Wasn't know. it Bob that told you to go to Paris? No, Bob or, met me there one time. You know what it was? It was met, my, girl, right. my girlfriend at the time, Kelly, who. Yes. She was studying French. And so she, and so oh. we were going to go on a trip at spring break time. I guess it was like April. And, um. I was thinking like somewhere beachy, like Mexico or something, you know what I mean? But right. she had been studying French. So she had this, like, she was like anxious to go to Paris. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to like complain about it. And we went and I honestly, you know, I, I'm, I think she loved it, but I got hit by the lightning bolt way harder than her. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, hmm. from the beginning, I remember that first day just walking around, like feeling this weird connection to it. Like I'm going to live here someday and I'm going to learn how to speak French. And like, I'm, on the first day, you know, and, um, wow. and I did it. I, you know, I went to, when I started college, I, um, I took French like five days a week for a long time. I didn't know college. So I signed up for French class at 9am five days a week, which was so stupid because what college <laughs> freshman wants to be awake at 9am every day. But, uh, right, right. but, um, and then I did, then my, my senior year, I did, I lived there for six months and I worked on my thesis and I was just like obsessed with it. And then, you know, the coolest thing, Actually, this happened during Fuller House. You know, I I, um, I always wanted to do a show in Paris. Like I had this idea for a rom-com and I went to pitch it to Netflix during one of our hiatuses, I guess. I bumped it. We, it was like I was at some Netflix Emmy party and I ran into this executive who I had known from ABC who now works in their foreign language stuff. And um, I said, I have a show and I think we should do it in French because nobody's going to make it in English. So let's do it. And she's like, come to my, come pitch it. And so a month later, I was in her office pitching it. And I start with the little autobiographical spiel about like my obsession, the thing I just told you guys about my, how right. I love Paris. And I said, and my dream really is to work on a, to do a rom-com in Paris. And she goes, stop right there. She goes, I definitely want to hear your pitch, but we have a rom-com that we're trying to get off the ground. And it's, you know, like a lot of new shows, they were, there were some issues with it. It was just getting it, you know, getting it in, you know, it was in prep and like they had a start date and they were pushing it back because they weren't really sure and they said, would you maybe be interested in going to Paris and sort of, you know, making sure it stays on track or getting it back on track? And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> and so it, thank God awesome. it happened to be, it was in between Fuller House seasons. So a month later I was in Paris working on this show and that was really cool. We had a writer's room with a view of the Eiffel Tower and, oh, um, wow. and I kept going Wait, back. what show was this? It was the show, it, was you know, it's a Netflix show. I, it's still on Netflix. The net, the English title I don't love. They called it the hookup plan, but um, oh. it, has, it has a weird name in French that doesn't translate. It's like an expression, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, a, right, right, say, right. You have to say it. I want to hear you speak so, the French. Well, there's speak the French. Well, there's a French expression that's probably not appropriate in English, but it's called a plan cue, like a plan Q. and it means like because the word cue, the 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 letter Q in French, if you say Q it, it, is, sounds, it sounds like ass in French. So okay. It sort oh, of means like oh. so. A plan Q means like a hooking up. Like it means like got it. Friends with benefits. a booty call. It basically means friends. Yeah, like friends with benefits or whatever. Got it. Wow. And um, so, but then so in French they called it a they called the show plan cœur like which means like a part plan like it's like a play on the expression. So there's right. no way. it's like a okay. it's like a play on words on a play on words. So it's like there's no way to translate it. There's no way to make yeah. it. So they just English called it, they called translated. it um, the hookup plan in English, but it's a really sweet show. It's not appropriate for youngsters. It's very no. mature okay. content, 
you know, it's like, a, it's like about people in their twenties and thirties, like dating and stuff. So it's not like inappropriate. Coming up with hookup plans. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's not like yeah. inappropriate for grownups, but I'm just saying it because I know a lot of people watch it, listening to this podcast might want to, might think it's like Full House, which. Right, like I'm going to go, right. Oh, and then yeah. they're going to be like, Scott <laughs> yeah. Weiner told me that I should go watch this show. Not, and then we're going to get a lot of, a lot of emails. Yeah, exactly. About I, I have problematic to, things. It's a wonderful show and I'm very proud of it. Um, but I, it's not, you know. But maybe not something you'd watch with your kids like you would Fuller. Exactly. It's intended for Aladdin. <laughs> right. Or Latin. Yes. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grace Ever, now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable and with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. What was it like coming back as Steve during Fuller House and like oh, yeah. finally winding up the like the dude? It was crazy. Yeah, were you nervous totally to come back and do it? I didn't plan on ever doing it. Well, first of all, who would have thought? You know, nowadays there are so many successful or unsuccessful. There are so many attempts at doing these like not spin-offs, like right. reboots of old shows. Reboots. Right. Some of them have done really yeah. well and some of them have not, but like Fuller, Full House, Fuller House was like kind of the first one that really hit it big. And so I didn't have, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't, my expectation was very like, I was sort of confused because I hadn't seen a sitcom on Netflix before. Like it was just oh, right. the fact that we were doing it again, but for Netflix, I didn't understand what it was like. And they just called me and asked me to do one episode, like just the table read for 
the pilot. And mm. and they had all this dialogue about my wife and kids. Remember, there was a party at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to yeah. the house. Yep. And Steve shows up. It was supposed to be like a like um, the legacy cast was going to show up, and that was they would you would never hear from right. again. And um, but then after that first table, re- like I said, there were no stakes because I thought the dialogue was all about my wife and kids. I didn't think there was any right. So. I had like a really good table read. I wasn't nervous. I was, it didn't feel like an audition. And I got an email from Jeff Franklin that night saying, uh, Hey man, you were really funny at the table read. I think I'm going to get rid of that dialogue about your wife and kids. And maybe like in the future, you could come back and try to date DJ. And uh, I was like, okay. I I didn't think it would ever really happen, but I was like, of course I'm open to that. And then uh, the show gets you know, I guess it was already picked up to series. It was picked up for whatever, 13 episodes already. And so then they would keep, they would reach out to be like, is he available for another episode? Is he available? You know, and I was like, and it was a really weird thing because if I had been writing for any other show, but the one I was writing for, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it because you can't just like disappear mm. for days at a time. Right. But I was working right. on this show that was shooting in England. And so, and it was a musical and we had written all the episodes. It was Gallivant season two. Okay. And um, so they were in England shooting the show in Bristol. And so the writers would come to work every day without much to do. Because sometimes if you're doing shooting a show and like a scene isn't working or jokes aren't working, they'll call the writer's room and say, this isn't working. But they were nine hours ahead of us or whatever. Anyway, like they could. Right. There was we really didn't have a lot. I could sort of slip out and do a Fuller House episode and nobody would really know that I was gone. Right. And. Finally, you know, it was another one and then another one. And by the end of that first season, I was in more than like half the episodes and they had written the whole love triangle with Steve and DJ and um, Matt. And uh, like then at the end of that season, Jeff's like, well, now we've sort of painted ourselves into a corner because like <laughs> in the show, so we need to make a deal for you to be like a regular. And I was like, well, I don't think I could just quit because at the time I was doing Galavan and then um the Muppets at the same time. And then as luck would have it, they both got canceled. And so, um, but I, you know, I, so I made a deal to be like a regular on the show and you know, that's how it ended up, but I loved it. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I I do know about you guys. I know you love, like we had the best time. It was awesome. So fun. I was so, it was, I had a lot of anxiety about like skipping out on my day job and like, would there, would I ever get to work in a, like I had worked so hard to establish myself in TV writing. And I thought if I left or whatever, then I would be like the game's musical chain right. would continue without me. And I wouldn't be able to get a seat ever again or whatever, but thank God it didn't mm-hmm. work out that way. But, but um, it was amazing. We had so much fun. I wish it went for 10 seasons. Oh, I know it, did, so it we just was really laughed fun. so hard every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Like we really yeah. like, um, it was exactly like the old days, except we were all grownups. It was really fun. Right, except mm-hmm. we didn't have to study for SATs and go do yeah, exactly. homework and yeah. I mean, we had other. It was, it was actually more fun. People ask that all the time. They're like, "Yeah, did you like Fuller Fuller?" Seeing huh? it through the eyes of our kids was really fun. Like the kids. Yeah. What did Misha think? Misha was, yeah. what did he he was think exactly about at the right age you. to be totally blown away by the whole thing. You know what I mean? Oh, really? And how old is oh. Misha now? Now he's fourteen. Which okay. is crazy, oh, wow. but that's right. Yeah, he's what would he, how when did we start it? Like, how old would he have been? I guess was it like nine years ago already at this point? Eight or nine? It was twenty fifteen. Oh my right? god! So, so in the spring, it'll was... be nine years since that first tape. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. We are old. so yeah. He was the ideal age for the our uh, viewership. Yeah. Yeah. He really, yeah. It's true. But he loved coming to the tapings, and his friends were obsessed with the show, and they would all come to the tape. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, we had such a good time. It was really fun, and. 
Did he get a kick out of seeing you on TV or did he make fun of you? Because my kids would always make fun of me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I guess, I mean, it's crazy, but he would have been five years old when we started. So for him, everything, for kids that age, nothing's weird. You know what I mean? He's just like, I guess this is what my dad does now. Like I, you know. Right. (laughs) And, um, but he, he loved it. He was exactly the right age where like, I would take him as my date to the kids choice awards, you know, and and that was awesome. he, you know, he got a big kick out of it. It was really, really fun. It was, it was cool. And it's not like being an actor on a show where you shoot it out of town or the hours are really bad. Right. Always around because our hours were so amazing, right. you know, except for Taylor. sitcom. Sitcom life is the, it is the, the thing that most people dream of in this business is sitcom life because oh you're usually on a four day schedule. Yeah. Uh, once you kind of get in that in the swing of things, usually a four day schedule, nothing too crazy late. Especially if you're on a show with the kids, animals. Yeah, you're not shooting late. Our tape you know. nights ended mm-hmm. always pretty early, you know. And uh, yeah, we were we would be done by like nine thirty. Yeah, that was and that would be like a late. That was a later one, one exactly. And, yeah, and it was also mm-hmm. unusual because a lot of times when you're doing a new show, it's like it takes a while to find an audience. But we had this built in super fan right. base that but people would come to the audience right. and just freak the heck out you know and we also knew each other so well it yeah. was like there was no getting it wasn't you know warming up to other people or how you know new character it was like oh we're just jumping back into this into this person in this routine yeah. and rhythm it was really weird people asked me like was they people asked me like is it weird and i remember the first day being sort of weird on the set like not weird just like looking around like the set was back up it was like being back in like right. childhood home or something and everything's the way yeah oh yeah and um uh but then the weirder part was by the second day, it was just like, we had never stopped doing the show. It was just like, oh, hey, right. you know, you want to grab a coffee? You know, it's like, right. Candace and I were on. And we were on the same stage that we had been on in the same, you know, we've talked right. about it before, but the same dressing rooms and everything. So it really was like this weird fast forward button that got hit where it was like. That was so bizarre. Have we in like a time warp? We've just been here the whole time. Yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially being in the same soundstage on the same lot. Mm-hmm. It was like so surreal. I mean, we didn't have the our same hair and makeup, room, same crafty. Huh? Yeah, going down to craft service. Yeah, it, it was so bizarre. It really was like all of the years in between, sort of, you forgot about them a little bit. Like it didn't feel right. like we had continuously been doing the show, but it was so fun. I mean, it was just such a good, um, experience like you know and and for me it was like a dream come true because i um i continue to write like they asked me if i had any weird like when the, when i took the job is like the only thing i asked was like i needed a desk in my in my dressing room so that i because i was still mm-hmm. like pitching shows and writing shows and um mm-hmm. so every, i got into like a routine where like i would develop um an idea for a pilot or something and uh work on the pitch during the season. And then we would finish at the end of the summer, like right around Labor Day. And then, so I would take the pitch out after Labor Day and then it got, you know, I was very lucky. I would sell the show and then spend the off season writing a pilot, you know what I mean? Or working on a pilot. Right. Like most pilots, they wouldn't get picked up. I wouldn't have to worry. And then I'd go back to work on Full House at Fuller House. It was a very cool, it was a great, it was just a great, however many years we did it. It was awesome. Yeah. And you guys, Mm -hmm. I mean, we all had cool experiences that we never had got to have. I mean, like Andrea wrote an episode and you directed more oh, than yeah. an episode, right? I, like multiple episodes. No, I directed one episode. What? I directed the third from the end. Candace directed oh. a couple episodes. Um, but yeah, we all got to do stuff that we yeah. sort of never had before. It was, you know, oh. again, everyone was so supportive of like our education and our growth yeah. and doing the next thing just 
kind of like they were when we were kids. Like that yeah. was always a big part of it. It meant it meant a lot. It meant a lot mm-hmm. that they For let sure. us all kind of do that. It was a um, good group. It was really yeah. It was, it was just a really nice. We group. had the best time. Yeah. Where where do you think CJ will be in ten years? Mm. God, I, you know, I guess we could say ten years from the end of the show, or ten years from now, which would make it like. I don't know, what, yeah, because like it's our now. It's years. what has it been? Four years already since we finished. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, it's funny. Yeah. It doesn't. Fe- it feels weird because in some ways it feels like we just finished, and in some ways it feels like twenty years ago because the pandemic came and there's like that. Big, well, right, oh, the pandemic is there's no time anymore. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but um, where would Steve and DJ end up? I feel like they would still be happily married. I feel like um, uh-huh. I don't know. Would they have had more kids? I don't think so. If she has a house full of kids, I don't think that they. I don't, I think Steve yeah. maybe, uh, I think Steve would have really like thrown himself wholeheartedly into helping raise her kids, DJ's mm-hmm, kids. Mm-hmm. Would have had like mm-hmm. a, you know, I mean, think of how was the, how old was the youngest kid? How old was the youngest one on the show was when the, ba- the show ended? The baby, they were oh. what, three, four? Oh God, I forgot they were babies. It wasn't like Max. Well, they were younger kids. Even yeah, though. they were they infants. Were babies. Oh, babies. Yeah. Season. yeah. They had a long time before they would be empty nesters. I was like, I don't think Steve and DJ yeah. would be vanting all over the world yet. They'd be raising kids for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. Steve was such a sweet guy. He was thrilled to do it. He liked being a father figure to the kids or whatever. Like yeah, he, he was. But And it took a Scott. while. Huh. You're just, you're just so cute. You're just, you're just, you're still, you're still Steve. I want to reach through the screen and squeeze both of your cheeks. (laughs) If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every McSteamy. Every Grace Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. 
kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. By the way, you know what? I um, Do you notice this over my shoulder? Do you recognize this little piece of contraband that I stole from the set? I, oh, I can't oh, see what it is. It's nautical. It's, it's a boat. It's the, it's the sailboat from Joey's little alcove. Oh, oh yes. yes. You have the sailboat? Yeah, I got Well, you know, it's so funny. that's I didn't, what you I didn't took. I mean okay. to have the sailboat. You know, the, do you remember the last, the night on set, our final taping? And it was yeah. I was it was like madness, and people were. Oh. I was we were picking the set clean. Yeah, people were <laughs> picking the, the set clean. Everybody, it was, people like not even just cast. Like everyone was like, "I'm taking this," and I'm yeah. taking this. The, the funny like, thing is, no is I remember we joked around about stealing the couch, and I was like, "Ha ha, you can't steal a couch." And then I think Stamos really did steal the couch. I think he has the. Right. He did. The iconic he pap. has the couch. I don't know that he stole it. I tried to steal the pap, the CPAP. The best part is I knew exactly what I wanted and I ran to. Right. I, well, I, it wasn't that. I ran to the kitchen to get it. I wanted the cookie jar from the kitchen of the, the house. Oh, and I'm going to reach for it. And I, I know I see Michael pick it up <laughs> oh. and he's like, oh, did you want that? And I was like, no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> uh, he was very sweet. He was getting it for you. And but he saw. The, oh, for me. Oh, he saw yeah. The sort of look on my face, and he was like, "Uh." I was like, "No, you know, I knew it was for you." I was like, "No, no, it's all good." Oh. And, and so I it, that, but that was my plan was to steal that to borrow for until we do fullest house to borrow that that cookie jar. And uh, but because um, I have a genie cookie jar from from Aladdin, and I thought they were oh. together. But then uh, so I was like, hmm, "What can I take?" And I was wandering around the set, and then I saw the tail. <laughs> Can I pilfer? Yeah, because yeah. everybody wanted a souvenir from this amazing experience, you know. And um, so I went and I got, I got the sailboat, which I thought was really super cool. But I remember leaving the studio that night with all the emotions of the series being over. And everybody was crying. Mm-hmm. It was very emotional. The oh, other no. feeling I had was, they're going to catch me. They're going to find that sailboat in my trunk. And I'm going to go right to Warner <laughs> Brothers jail. I was just like, I was so scared. I mean, it's so pathetic. Nobody's going to. That's They caught me. Wait, yeah. what? With Coral? The C- they caught, Coral caught me with the CPAPI head. I had to go get it out of my trunk. Are you kidding? Well, like, that's you can't big. Just, that's sort of, yeah. That's a they big were like, you, you can't just take it. it. Well, not the whole CPAPI, just the, just head. the head. But, you know, it was a little obvious when it was headless. <laughs> and wow. people oh, were like, my God. So they were like, who's uh, and How, who, like, who stole it? I, I, I did because they were like, "Who took the thing?" Uh, and it was a big thing, and 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 the security and somebody else came over, and they were like, "Uh, they're looking for the Z-Pappy head. It's a bit of a thing." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So okay, many. so I went and returned it, but then I was like, "But I really, really want it." And then one day, um, one of the after they had wrapped and you know assigned everything, uh, my doorbell rang, and one of the writers' assistants had come and just left the Z-Pappy head on my front porch. Aww. So I opened Aww. the door. There's no person there, just the just C-Pappy the head. head. So and do it you was, have him? Is he mounted? It was, uh, he's on my bookshelf inside. Oh my God, I love it. I love that we all have um, our souvenirs on our bookshelf. So I I felt really bad, like karma-wise, that I had taken a thing that didn't belong to me from the set. But clearly everybody did. 
And the fact that yours is yeah, behind you on the bookshelf and yours is on your bookshelf and mine's on. I have several things. Yeah. I have several things that still have the like Warner Brothers tag of their. See, now now I'm going to go to Warner Brothers show. Oh, that's I, hilarious. Uh, yeah. Never be allowed on, on the lot again. Well, this is like a confessional. Well, you know, honestly, right. what we're going to have to do is someday if they ever bring the show back, we'll all just have to. We all right. show up with like set deck done by us. Right. Yeah, exactly. I still have my um, jacket that remember the jacket. I was going to say, do you have your Letterman jacket? I have my, well, no, I don't have the Letterman jacket, but I do have the jacket oh. that DJ gave to me for Christmas. Remember? And then I, she gave oh. me this really fancy leather jacket. And then I gave her like a Daytona Beach University sweatshirt. So yes, right. yes. And then right, I wore right, that right. jacket had a on the fight show about for it. a million times. And uh, yep. I still have that. I, you know, I guess a couple of souvenirs. I don't have a ton of souvenirs, but, um, Love it. but yeah, but that's my Fuller House souvenirs. The, the Aww. sailboat from Joey's little alcove. I wasn't sure. It's not the original. Like if you go back and watch Full House, it was a bigger sailboat. It was. I don't think. Right. Yeah, I guess they probably oh, couldn't okay. find the original sailboat or whatever. Did you come up with the character trait of Steve being obsessed with food and always, you know, going into oh, the tanner? They came up with it because I was a high school wrestler, and so the idea was that a high school wrestler just must eat ten thousand calories a day. You know, like I see it. My son right. is not just teenage boys. Yeah, eat like my fourteen-year-old. I see it. Like you could literally feed that kid. All day long, like you know, right. like Michael mm-hmm. Phelps or something, you know, like <laughs> nonstop eating. And um, oh, so, those yeah. were the days because I remember that was written in pretty early that Steve, because like I remember when they when I became on as a series regular and they wrote my little no, I guess oh yeah, in season the first season I was on as a regular, it was Steve is like looking in the fridge and then he turned you know I turn around, and, but right. I guess in the next season they made it I was throwing a football or something. Very athletic, oh. which as you both know, you're so athletic. Not true. To, I am not athletic. <laughs> I can't throw a football nor catch a football. <laughs> well, you did That's for right. one shot of an opening sequence, though. So there was yeah, that. Take forty-seven. <laughs> that worked twice. <laughs> <laughs> special effects oh, or whatever. But and then yeah, and then I was a wrestler. Remember the episode I had to wrestle Bob? That was really oh. yes. <gasps> and uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I can't, we haven't gotten to that one yet, but I can't wait. So now what do you guys, oh now you guys are rewatching the whole show. Do you do that on your podcast or do you, you like do like a viewing thing and then watch it and comment and stuff or, do, or is your podcast? We watch it ahead of time and then just recap it. Oh, that's cool. People. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. We go scene by scene and then give our commentary on what yeah. we think about the scenes and then tell behind the scenes stories that. as yeah. we that's really cool. go along. That's fun. It's really fun. It's so fun watching us. Yeah. As little kids, little yeah. tiny yeah, kids. You guys, I mean, That's there crazy. must be, because I remember, I mean, I only did 50 of them and there were hundreds of them and there are plenty that I don't know. 192 episodes. Oh my God. And you were show. so young. There's probably a lot that you don't remember even shooting at all. Yeah, I don't. I mean, a lot of this, well, a lot of it I remember like vaguely, but in I until I watched the show, because I didn't, you know really watch it growing up like until I watch it I'm like oh my god that's right like I will have definitely have memories of doing things that it kind of don't come up until and it's funny because you did a lot of crazy stuff like I I mean the one where Andrea is on a unicycle like that was crazy like can you still ride a unicycle can't wait for that story huh I don't uh, (laughs) probably not I haven't tried in decades so I still have the unicycle though oh nice but I haven't tried to get on it because I don't really want to break a hip yeah, it's not at worth this age. It. Yeah. Like, it's right. Yeah, now not it's thing. not as fun. Now you're like, ooh, now it sounds like a hospital trip. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. I remember having to learn skills for shows and stuff. Like when yeah. I was a kid. Juggling. Yeah, like on the show I did before Full House, I had to learn how to ride uh, to do, uh, uh, what's it called? Rollerblading, which was like the super hot thing at the time. And 
right. really know how to do it. They've got to taught you. Yeah, they got a guy who had won like the X Games come and teach us all how to rollerblade and jump off stage. Right. So all of a sudden I'm like an amazing rollerblade. You know, it's like if they bring in professionals <laughs> and it's like you have to learn. I don't know. But, and then, you know, I had a thing where they brought me back for the series finale where I had to be DJ Secret Prom Day. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. But I... And they and I was already in college, but they said we're it's our. Well, I didn't know if it was the series finale or the season finale, but it was. Did we know it was the last one ever at the time? Yeah, we knew. So we knew. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks before we found yeah. out, they wanted to bring me back to be DJ Secret Prom Date, and I couldn't tell anybody. So don't. They were like, "Don't tell anyone from the cast. We're going to fly you out and hide you out back for the whole day." And right. so bummed because I was like back there hiding in this trailer, and everybody was oh. hanging out, and it was the last day of Full House of uh. all time. And, um, but I had to wait till tape night to like reveal myself on, you know, DJ opens the door and it was right. But the funny thing is I never, so I didn't really wasn't on set. So I wasn't like watching the taping. And then I, I guess I never watched the show. So for years, people would come up to me and talk about Michelle falling off a horse and losing her memory. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking. Well, actually that, that was not the last episode we shot. The last episode we shot is different than the last episode that aired. Oh, interesting. Mm. So the Mm. last episode we shot was, I think uh, Andrew Keegan was on it as like somebody that I liked. So the one where I showed up and take DJ to the prom wasn't the Yes, that's that was not the final episode that aired. They it, the last one that aired was when Michelle fell off the horse and had amnesia, and then and then, and then the came back. Beat. And I think that was where yeah we jumped the shark, and then we were like, and we're out. Oh and, my god! Like, you know, it's so <laughs> once we went to amnesia, we were like, we we're done. I couldn't figure out why <laughs> I don't remember because like you remember the final episode. You before. fell off a horse and had amnesia, and that was yeah, what I, I acted in real life. That's what's so sad. That's what they based the episode on. But um, right, uh-huh. they. In my, you know, the Fuller House, do you guys remember? There were, everybody was crying at the finale and like the audience was crying and the cast was crying and it felt like a series finale. And in my memory, I don't remember that taping feeling like such a big deal, like the series. Oh, it was. It was huge. We were sobbing. We were crying. I mean, like that. You weren't, obviously. I wasn't there for the series finale. We didn't know it was going to be, because that episode ended up being the series finale, but wasn't the series finale taping wise. It wasn't our last taping. It, it was or right. it wasn't? Right. It, it wasn't. I think you... I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember if the prom episode was the last one we that we taped, but I think it... It was the last one that aired. It was the last show, I think, of the show. Okay, got it. If it was the last one that aired, then yeah, that was the Michelle Getting her memory one, back. But her- was not, but it, you're right. It was probably not a big deal because that was not the, the last. last show we shot. That makes perfect sense. Because I don't remember. Now it all like makes it sense. Like now I get it. That's what's great about doing these podcasts. You know, we get to sort of dig deep and figure this stuff out. And by the way, then we'll have fans. Well, oh yeah, yeah it's fans will fun. correct us. Some fan will correct us anyways if we got it wrong. Exactly. exactly. There are facts. Andrew, if you ever want to, if you ever want to like um, borrow my sailboat and I'll borrow your cookie jar, we could swap. I was going to say, I feel bad. I feel no, bad. You shouldn't, I feel no, bad. You shouldn't feel bad. I sniped, it, was funny I sniped it from you. If it was like some random guest cast or whatever stealing the cookie jar, I would have been like, bro, give me the cookie jar. But I knew Michael mm-hmm. was like, oh, I was going to give it to Andrea. And I was like, it's for Andrea. It is dead. Oh, well, I'm uh, we can definitely swap. We'll do a, a prop swap. <laughs> and, a prop, uh, a prop swap. You can keep you can keep the uh, the cookie jar for, you know, six months out of the year. <laughs> right. I have custody. We'll of rotate it. Jar. Yeah, I like oh, it. Oh, gosh. So what else, guys? Like, uh, uh, what do you um, what, what's going on in your lives? I feel like we haven't hung out and it's been a little while. 
I mean, it has been a little while, but we have been here for an hour and 17 minutes and we love you, but this is already a two-part episode. <laughs> I, this, is, this is what happened when I did Bob's Time podcast flies. too, when Bob's like, I'm going to have to cut so much of this podcast. But see, the thing is, is that we want to just talk and, you know, yeah. and hang out uh, and we could, Yeah. Well, maybe we, we'll, that would be a three-hour episode. I know. Maybe we'll do that IRL, off camera. It IRL. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm really young, we'll, so I say stuff like that. I know all the... It's all the young, hip, cool people do. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You are just right in there with, with them. Whenever I say anything mm. remotely like kid age, like TikTok-y or whatever. Right, right. That's bussin'. My, yeah, oh my God. My kids my melt. crumbles up into a little ball. Like the cringe yeah. is so intense. Like, and he like oh, folds up like so a potato gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's our only weapon now is embarrassment. Yeah, it's true. And it works. <laughs> oh my God. Is it a powerful weapon? Yeah. Good currency. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really enjoyed being on your guys' oh. show. This was really fun. and uh, We loved oh, having Scott. you, Scott. Thank you so much. And we are just, I'm so glad that you are a part of our Full House family. Thank and you. that you have just stuck with us through the years, you know? You really are. You're, you're a big piece. No. We're no. FH for life. FH Aww. for life. Yeah, yeah that's, you're that's such that's a our bright tattoo. light and you bring so much joy to the room and any room, even virtual rooms that were <laughs> like true. you bring so much joy with your smile and your funny jokes. So we love spending time with you. Well, the, the Full House, it's a great family to be a part of. I feel so lucky. I'm so, you know, I, I'm so glad that when I came on the show, I was old enough to like appreciate it, how cool it was. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's like a very good mm-hmm. memory and it's like a big, it's been a big, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, it's like a big part of our lives then and now. It yeah. somehow still is like a big, big part of our daily lives. It's crazy. Well, thanks Scott for joining us. We love you. I love yeah, you guys. Thanks Scott. Give our love to the family. I will and right back at yeah. you. All right. Bye. Thanks Scott. Bye. 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 Thanks Scott. This was so much fun for us all to catch up. I absolutely loved it, which means we will be moving on to a new guest for you next week with more to share. And just running down memory lane with everyone is so much fun. We're having the best time. So thank you guys for listening. We're so glad that you are a part of the Fanaritos. Uh, If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can check us out at How Rude Podcast. You can also email us at HowRudePodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking and subscribing the podcast wherever you're listening to it so that you can get those new episodes episodes right when they drop and thanks again for listening we will check you guys next week and in the meantime remember the world is small but the house is full see you thought i was gonna screw it up fanaritos are gonna be disappointed that you're getting this right so many times in a row i don't know i've seen a few emails they might be pretty happy about it Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday.